We are three best friends living on three corners of the country. Wifing, momming, boss babing, and honestly, just trying to keep our shit together. Anyway, I'm Allie. I'm Alicia. I'm Elisa, and this is A3 Life. Our fun, funny, and informative lifestyle podcast, where we will be speaking on how to be fearless, authentic, and relentless in all areas of life. Enjoy the show. On this week's episode of A3 Life, we talk about the five things we wish we would have known before we got started in network marketing. So on this week, we're going to be talking about five things that we didn't know about, but we think you should. If you're getting involved in this industry, maybe you're new. Um, If you've been in it, you will totally relate and be like, yes, I get that. One, what the one thing you really need to be good at that you may not be prepared for is being a good listener. You're basically, I can speak on behalf of all of us. I think we're probably like a certified counselor or therapist at this point. Like being a good listener. Yeah, I it I mean I've always like taught like enjoyed talking to people, but I wasn't prepared, I think, for the level at like which people are just willing to spew all their drama or their problems at a stranger on the internet. And it's like sometimes it's hard like to compartmentalize that, you know, because it's like, oh, you know, I I was I just was here to like work and, and, and make sales and make friends and connections. And I love this product. And then all of a sudden it's like, boom, like all this stuff gets dumped in your lap and you're like, Oh crap. Yeah. I think you, I mean, you spend a lot of time talking people through stuff that has nothing to do with what you're actually doing. I mean, and that's good. You get it, you know, you build a lot of relationships and, and meet a lot of great people and talk about a lot of good things. But I think going into network marketing, you don't realize how much you've also become a therapist and a counselor. Like you have to be a good listener because I mean, you're dealing with people and their life. And so sometimes they dump all of it and we're talking all of it out and you're just like whoa i didn't see that coming <laughs> you're like yeah, okay here we sure. go well not only i mean your team your customers your upline your downline your sideline like i'll be telling matt about something and i'm like you know it's so-and-so's cousin's brother you know the true vision is yeah her cousin's brother you know all and i'm like why how do i even know this how why do i even know this <laughs> you all find yourself doing that too i'm like yes. how do i know the backstory of Alicia's brother's cousin's dog, like how they got this new dog. Like, why do I <laughs> well, even know Darren, this? And I'll be like, I'll be like, well, okay. So you met that girl at that event and she was with so-and-so who does this and this and that. Well, it's that person's cousin. And then Darren's like, what? what? <laughs> and what does that have to do with what, what would yeah. this? Yeah. It, it does. It, it does. <laughs> well, I, I definitely think, I mean, obviously we got in this as a relationship business, but I can say I had no idea that I was going to be a qualified therapist at this point. If I know, hours like, were a thing, I would be certified. Some of the stuff, I mean, it's just like, I'm just trying to think of some examples, but I've been asked before for like um, relationship advice and sex advice and oh, yeah. I, my husband's cheating on me advice and so-and-so's yeah. dog lot. died. And it's like, there's just so many things that you're just like, I didn't have 
any idea that this was going to be a part of this, you know, you know, I've had customers, not just like associates, but come to me and be like, is this going to boost my libido? Cause I haven't had sex in 30 years or something. I'm like, I don't know. I don't know about like, that. Oh my God. <laughs> Like, you're I like, well, I did 30 minutes ago, but I, don't <laughs> I mean, I hope that I feel like it helps, but <laughs> yeah, definitely did not know I was going to be a therapist. So that's no, something the stuff you hear and the stuff you see. I mean, if we're going to, I mean, listen, I, <laughs> even with like our supplements and the things that you talk to people, the things that people have done with the supplements, you're just like, yeah, what the? You're like, or sometimes yeah. like in those chats, people get very comfortable in those chats. And I'm like, Oh, well, I'm just going to pretend like I didn't read that. Just pretend like I'm not here. So. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's it so gets, good. It gets a little embarrassing, but I guess I feel glad that they feel like they have somewhere safe to go. You know? Yes. Yeah. We're, we're relationship people. Just mm-hmm. didn't I mean, know how far. Relational business. Right. But you just didn't know how close you was going to get. <laughs> right. And I'm Not grateful perfect. for those relationships. Look at look at us now. Kumbaya. I mean, just look at us. <laughs> just look at them, would ya? <laughs> uh, I swear. So anyways, shall we move on to number two? Number two. Number two. Most of us, I think, get involved in network marketing. The first thing we think is our friends and our family are going to be so excited for us. They are going to be like, yeah, get it, girl. That is not the case. And so I think that's one of the things um, I think most people are not prepared for. And a lot of times it's the just the cold, hard truth. Your friends and loved ones, your friends, your family are not always going to understand. They're not always going to support you. They're not, I mean this is not a traditional business. You know, people expect you to get up and go to work and do this and do that. We do now, you know, we are network marketers. We market, we are on our phones a lot. We're on our computers. We're going to events. It, it looks so different than what you normally, you know, see as far as a standard job that people just don't understand it sometimes. And your friends might not like it. They might not understand why you're doing what you're doing. They might not be supportive. They might think it's a pyramid scheme. They might think it's, you know, like that snake. What is it? That snake oil. She's doing that snake oil. And, um, you know, like, and then, you know, your family, you know, it's, it's going to take, it's going to take some time. You know, if you got up and you went to a nine to five job, you're going to be gone away from home that many hours. And that seems to be acceptable. But when you're at home and you're working, even though you can work from your phone, so like I can be working and still going to the kids' uh, baseball games or going to track or going to dance and, and just be checking stuff on my phone while I'm doing it. So I can move around while I'm still working. But I think, you know, like I think people have a hard time, you know, dealing with that sometimes because you do still have to be on your phone. You know, and I'll tell the kids sometimes we're doing certain things. I'm like, okay, but mommy still is working today. Yes, we can go do this, but you have to remember that mommy's still working because this is my work day. I think, you know, like we expect our friends and families to be super supportive and it's so disheartening when they're not. So what do you guys think about that? Well, and I, when I 
talked about this before to my team. I told them, nobody's going to love your business like you love your business. Nobody's going to, especially in the beginning, nobody's going to understand it. Just like nobody loves your kids like you love your kids. Nobody loves your baby like you love your baby. Your business is kind of like that. And it takes a lot of hard work. And, you know, the other thing I talked to them about is that the labor portion of your business is the hardest. Those two to three years of pushing is the hardest part of this. And then when you get your feet on the ground and you start to get people building underneath you and you start to uh, really take off and you get other people that see your vision and understand you and you have this culture and this group of people and this group of women and men that are all pushing for the same thing, that's when you're going to get your group of people that are going to understand what you do and love it as much as you do. But nobody else in your life, especially in that very beginning phase, is going to understand it the way you do, love it the way you do, support it the way you do. It's just it's not going to happen. You, if you want that, if you need that, then you have to go create that. That's just sort of a part of entrepreneurship that I didn't prepare for, didn't know anything about. I was 23 and I was on fire and I was so excited. Like I said before, I stalked Elisa Cower on Facebook and I stalked all these other leaders on Facebook because I wanted to be just like them. Those are my people. Those are the people that I wanted what they had. And so I knew that in order to, you know, like to get there that I had to work my face off and people didn't understand that portion of it. And, and you have to, you know, as much as you're asking them to give you some grace on following your dreams, you have to give them a little grace too. And that the industry as a whole, we're, we're hoping in the future to move past this, like sort of cloud it has over yeah the cloud that it has over it but it doesn't have a great reputation and and most people that start these businesses fail because they give up so it's you know one of those things and i think it's our job to make this industry more understandable like we should be advocates not just for our company and our product but across the board the professionalism and what this job actually looks like we have to demand that from people and let them understand i know um an argument that i've had before actually a conversation that Matt and I have. He's like, Oh, you know, your job is, you know, looks like fun party, party, party. I'm like, that is my job. You know what I mean? Like that. Well, it yeah, does this is what I do. Fun, but this really is our job. Like we're into networking. That's what we do. And, and again, I think it's just kind of like a cliche that people have, but I, it's our job as professional network marketers to, put a better image on the industry in general. And that comes from our actions, our professionalism, you know, our etiquette, how we treat other people that maybe aren't even in our company. Um, but like, like Alice said, no one's going to love it like you do. No one, not your, not your best friend, not your husband, not no one, this legacy, if you will. And so we're driving and, and no one's really going to understand that. And I think the sooner you know that and accept it, the better. And the, I mean, along that same line, I think that it's so like easy to be 
defensive when people don't understand and to get into arguments and to fights with people and the the comments like the it must be nice or you know all of those different things that that people like to throw at us when they see things like us on trips or traveling or on at a meeting or and having fun with our friends uh it's so easy to like jump back at them but like elisa saying we have to be an example we have to be an advocate for for the industry if you want to see people start taking the industry more seriously start taking you more seriously and resist that urge and and be an example of all the good that can come from this rather than that ugly side of things yeah and i mean i think you know like you were saying um you know like matt was like oh it just looks like you just party and have fun and i think what people don't understand and you're like well yeah that is what we do is network marketing is marketing and it's relationships so it's not just about selling a product it's about giving people hope giving them time freedom and like really like to stay connected breathing life into them Yeah. yeah and to stay connected with your people, you know, you want to have that good time. So you connect and you bond and your team is tight and it sticks. And I mean, there's so much that goes into what we do that it's not just like here, you know, take this product here, go out and sell some product. It's like, you know, it's, there's so much to it. And I love the fact that we get paid to spend time with people and have fun. And that we do get to have these trips. I mean, part of what we're doing is, you know, gaining that financial freedom and having the freedom to get up and, and fly or go here or do this. And so when people are like, must be nice, you're like, oh, actually it's totally nice. Like totally nice. You know, instead of getting defensive, I don't know. Why not just agree? Oh, totally. So I have to, I have to tell you all this because I don't think you even know this, but Matt literally like, because we hear must be nice so often, he literally just named his boat must be nice. (laughs) Yes, he did. He was like, should I name it black pearl or must be nice? Because I bet if I've heard must be nice once we've heard it 10,000 times because he worked his butt off. He paid cash for his boat. You know what I mean? But what I think a lot of people don't see is they see the cool fun stuff, but they don't see what we do all day, every single day. The fact that we're going to be on calls from, you know, one thirty today until six thirty tonight. And then I have another, call. you know what I mean? Like everyone doesn't see our every day. Um, so it's hard for them to appreciate, you know, and value our good times because they don't see the hard, hard stuff that we're putting in. So thank you for listening in on this week's episode of a three life. We have the 10 days of Christmas giveaway coming up starting on Monday. So make sure you're following us on all of our social media outlets on Instagram and Facebook. Look for A3 Life. You guys will not want to miss these giveaways. I'm super excited. Number three, Allie. For the number three thing we wish we knew when we started was it's not failure unless you quit. And I think this is really quite self-explanatory, but I think that we all put so much pressure on ourselves. We set goals and we forget how successful we actually are because we're constantly looking ahead at what else we want. Um, you know, you have to think back at where were you when you started this business? Are you better off now than when you started? So what does, what does that mean? Are you better off, um, mentally 
spiritually, your health, your financial. I mean, there's so many different areas that that covers that you have to look at success in a, in a bigger scope than just this little pigeonhole that we put ourselves into and say that I'm only successful if I'm making six figures a year. I'm only successful if I'm making seven figures a year. I'm only successful if I'm getting asked to speak on stages or being recognized by uh, the industry or, or whatever it may be, you know, we put such like a, a parameter around what success looks like, but really, are you, are you paying your bills? Are you putting food on the table? Are you, um, a stronger, more confident, happier person now? I mean, so it's just success is, is so broad that when we start pigeonholing ourselves down into, I'm only successful if I'm, if I'm making this much money or whatever, then I think we're doing ourselves such a disservice. And then that's when people start getting those thoughts where I'm just going to quit. This just isn't worth it. And then when you start getting those thoughts and you stop working and then, and then you do start to fail because you have put it in your head that you are already failing. I, so I want to use an example from a team member. Um, he came to me and he's like, I, I, I'm just not successful. Da, 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 da. And I said to him, is this money not making a difference in your everyday life? Well, I only make X amount of dollars. Well, isn't that X amount of dollars making a difference in your life in some way, shape or form? Well, yeah, I pay my rent with it. Okay. Well, I call that hella su successful, right? Like mm -hmm. you're, we get so caught up on like what everyone else is doing. Obviously we're all hungry and we want more. I get that. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but don't discredit yourself for the success you are having because you do want more. And again, I respect that. I appreciate that. I always want more. I'm always, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's nothing wrong with wanting more quote unquote success, but what that looks like. And, and that's what Ali's saying here is, you know, if you quit, would this make a difference? Yes. You won't have your supplements. You won't be taking them. Will it make a difference on how you feel? Or if you're in a different industry, you know, maybe sell makeup. Would it make a difference on what you're paying for makeup or what you look like? Um, so I think, you know, getting super discouraged and comparing your other yourself and your success to other people is really what just like kills you. And it, it's human nature. I think we naturally all do it, but you know, success is if it's making an impact in your life and if you're making an impact in someone else's life, whether it be through your products, through your leadership, you know, there are days we show up that we don't feel like showing up because someone's counting on us to show up. Is, some, are, is someone showing up because of you every single day? Well, that is success to me. And I think that's huge. You know, and I think, I think a lot of times too, we forget where we came from and we forget like our beginning goal. Like I'll tell you, like, I remember in the beginning, I like, I'm like, okay. And I thought I was shooting big. I thought I was coming out like a baller. I'm like, if I can make $2,000 a month, my whole world would change because I mean, I lived off of 2000 to $2,500 a month with all my kids and listen, babies got kids. Like, so we had all these kids and we lived off of that. And I'm like, if I could seriously do that, I'm like, my husband would be able to stay home. We could do this together. We'd have all this stuff and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sometimes, you know, because the business is very ebb and flow, the industry is ebb and flow. So, you know, so, you know, money, there's variation and blah, blah, blah. And sometimes, you know, um, in the beginning I would fall back and I'm like, gosh, like, I don't feel like I'm making as much as I should right now. And then I'm like, wait a minute, you know, like at that point. 
I was like doubling what I originally had hoped. Like I had dreamed and hoped and prayed to make $2,000 a month. And, you know, then when I was making 4,000, it's like, you know what I mean? You, you forget. And, and, you know, I mean, and I guess that's normal. Your goal does, you know, expand and you want to, you know, you, you don't want to ever stand still. So I get that. I understand you're shooting for more. You want more, but sometimes I think you have to step back and look at the big picture and be like, wow, like I actually have come a long way, you know? And I mean, if you're, you know, in a company and you're making enough money that's covering your products, now you have nothing out of pocket, get your ass to work, build your business and make money ahead of that. That's money you did not have before. It's money you didn't have. You know, if you're not, it's not costing you anything now when your product is being covered, get out there and figure out how to make it grow. You know, I just... I think sometimes like I really, I mean, even now this day have to sit back and be like, okay, I see what's going on here. And it's like, you know, and appreciate how far you've actually come instead of, you know, playing the comparison game or, you know, discrediting how far you've come and how much, you know, success you've already had, you know, so. Well, whenever, oh, sorry, go ahead, Elisa. Well, and at the end of the day, you have the potential to be successful until you quit. Just like she said, like when you quit, guess what? All that is gone out the window. Like I think of all the work that I've seen these people doing, they're like, oh, well, if I'm not more successful, I'm going to quit. I'm like, but what about all this work you've already done? Like that is success. Why would they want to play the jumping game? You know, like this foundation to just, yeah, I'm only making this. So, and now I'm going to go over here and do this. I'm like, Listen, homie, you're like, you're, you're making all this money and barely actually doing anything. I mean, I've seen people making a pretty decent amount of money. And then like, next thing you know, like you see them like, you know, trying to get involved in some other thing. And you're just like, what is actually happening here? Cause I think people forget, or they, they don't really look at what's happening in front of them. Like you are doing this, you're, you're having success, you're being successful, but they're either too busy looking at the next person or thinking the grass is greener on the other side, that they feel like they're going to do this and make, you know, thousands and thousands and millions of dollars when they're, they've been half-assing the business they're already in the whole time. So it's like, what are you going to do now? You're just going to go jump over here and half-ass that? Like how, how much yeah. are you actually going to make? I'm like, you got to put your whole ass in, your whole ass in, you take, yeah. your whole ass out. you you can't put one half-ass in, you know, <laughs> you gotta, that whole ass got to be in. But you know what I mean? Like, it's like, I think like, sometimes I think I'm like, you know, darn well, like if, I mean, we can lie to everybody else in the world. And I guess some people can lie to themselves, but I mean, the actuality is if you sit down and actually think, am I actually giving everything I have to this? Or am I actually spending half the time bitching and complaining about how it's not what I want it to be? You know? So, I mean, if you, if you actually, I mean, because the thing is, is if people are still making money, what you're doing, then there's money to be made. If people are still having success on the products um, with, you know, whatever product, makeup, whatever it is that you're doing, then there's success to be had. So like, really, I just think sometimes we need to step back and look at the overall picture, what the hell is happening and realize mm -hmm. how far we come and how much further we can go.
Well, and the two things that I ask every single person that comes to me and they're like considering quitting is, um, why did you start in the first place? And uh, consider the alternative, like, does life improve if you quit? So not, did you start in the, why did you start in the first place? Not to lose weight, not to, but like, why did you really decide you wanted to do the business? Is it because you wanted to retire your husband? Is it because you wanted to retire yourself? Whatever it is. And and have you accomplished that? And if you haven't accomplished that, like Alicia's saying, there's still work to be done. And then the second piece is, does life improve if you, if you quit your, quit your business? So, I mean, does it, does it improve or does everything really just stay the same? You just have less money now because you've quit your business, you know? And, and if the answer is things don't improve, then wouldn't it be worth worth taking a look at with new intensity and diving back into it? Because I see, like she's saying, so many people think that the answer is to go sell more stuff with, for another company when now all you're doing is taking away from the business you already have thriving and growing. Right. You're quitting that. Or the one that you're actually already neglecting. You know, you haven't been watering it the way it needs. And if you maybe just put some water on that plant, it would grow. (laughs) Exactly. Well, and I also want to point out, you know what? Sometimes things are not a good fit for a certain person, you know? And if you've gone through these steps and you've realized that, don't be where you are, you know? Like sometimes the alternative of quitting I know this is absolutely terrible to say, but sometimes it's just not a good fit for you and you would probably be happier not doing it. You know, Allie said, you know, I ask him these two questions. What does your life look like without it? Every once in a blue moon, you know what? Maybe, maybe it is a better suit without them. So anyhow, it's, you're, it's not failure until you quit. Next up, and this is a big one for me. I've had to eat face. I've had to, um, I've had to go and apologize to people and just kind of like swallow my pride and say, look, I messed up. I prejudged you based on what somebody else had said about you or what I had heard about you or from what your upline said or your downline said or whatever. Um, so not to prejudge. And this isn't just with you know, obviously your customers, obviously your potentials, there's potentials. You don't know, oh, she's already skinny. Well, maybe she's already skinny because she already takes a different supplement or, you know, maybe she's skinny and doesn't need your product because, you know, but maybe she has some health issues, you know, don't prejudge, but I'm going to talk about from the business side, prejudging, um, because it's happened. I've had to go to people and say, look, I'm really sorry. And I've had people do it to me. Hey, I am really sorry. I was told one thing about you and that was not true. So not prejudging is a huge thing for me because I think naturally we kind of all do it. You fall into a circle. Somebody says this, it's maybe not true. Maybe they had a bad experience and then you miss out on having a really good relationship with someone. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think that one example that we can use is like our male friend. I think that, uh, maybe Alicia did not but all of us at one point, or at least Lisa and I at one point had the same male distributor in our company blocked because we heard bad things about him and we, all had to have like an unblocking party where it was like, oops, my bad. Sorry about that. Yeah. Because we were given the wrong information, Allie, and we, we didn't use the better mature leadership judgment that we should have used and gotten to know him. 
And now he's one of our best friends. So that really sucks that we missed out on a long-term relationship with someone due to prejudging when we shouldn't have. I mean, it was so intense that I didn't go to an event because I heard he was going to be there. And I was told he was like the devil basically. So I didn't go to a meeting in, I think it was in in Kentucky or Tennessee because I heard he was going to be there. And I was like, "Mm, nah. Oh, (laughs) Oh, look at that. Oh, that's sad. Yeah. I was like, pass. I don't need the devil in my life. Yeah. Not today, Satan, not today. And that's obviously our personal, that's a, a huge, but this is a personal business and this personal relationship business. So that is a huge point, you know, upline, sideline, downline, backline, co-distribute, whatever you want to call it. Do not prejudge them without knowing them yourself. And I've done this. I've done it. I've had to say, look, I was wrong. You know, it sucks, but you know, with your customers and associates, don't prejudge like, oh, I don't think she wants to work the business or, oh, here's, or this one. We've all done this. I know you've all done this. I can think of somebody on both of your teams and I'm like, oh my gosh, she is going to be a rock star. She is amazing. She's going to go to the top. And guess what? She doesn't want that. That's not for her. So even if we prejudge them, like, oh my gosh, like we see the potential. What if it's not what they want? What if that's yeah, just, dude, I used to do that so much in the beginning. I would get like my hopes up to be so excited. I'm like, Oh, they got to crush it because you have all these high hopes for somebody because maybe you see a potential in them that they don't see. Or like you said, it's just not for them. It's not actually what their, the desire of their heart is. Maybe that's not where they're at right now. Maybe that's not who they are. Maybe that's not what they want to be, but you know, you see it for them and you want it more for them than they want it for themselves. And that's the thing. I think if you want something for somebody more than they want it for themselves, it's never going to happen. Like nobody had to tell me to like get up and, and do what I'm doing. I wanted it. And I knew if I wanted it, I had to go get it. And even if I failed trying to get it, I had to stand back up and, and figure out another way to go get it. And like, you know what I mean? Like nobody had to tell me. And I think sometimes we try to push people and force them to want it. And that's just not always the case. I think we need to be um, better listeners and more mindful of like the expectations we're putting on people um, or counting people out. And really that can even be for like prospects because you know, like that you have like your chicken list or whatever, you know, you hear that, you know, people say you should make, there's so many people that I feel like we count out because we think that maybe this isn't for them or it's not something they'd be interested in. But like, where do we get that assumption? Especially if it's on social media, because why? The person you're looking at on social media looks like their life is so great that their money's all tightened together. Most people don't go on social media and say, hey, I'm freaking broke. I can't make my car payment or this just happened or that just happened. People like put all their shiny stuff on social media, their happy face and their best foot forward. People don't, you know, say that a lot of times. So even though somebody might look like they're doing this amazing, you know, having this great time and life is so good and you're assuming that they would never be interested in what you have to offer because, you know, you think that they wouldn't need it. Like to me, that is a huge mistake because you count people out not knowing. You don't even give somebody the chance or the opportunity to see what you have and potentially, you know, save them from a bad situation financially or or even physically. You know what I mean? Who knows? Yeah. I just think like, you know, 
I think we do it. We all do it. Like you said, prospecting, upline, sideline, downline, business-wise, you know, product-wise. We're like, oh, yeah, she's got great skin. She doesn't need my product. Wait, maybe she's on the market for... she's skinny. She doesn't need these supplements already. She don't need to lose any weight. But says who? You know, like we all know our bodies and we all know what, you know what I mean? Like how we like to all look a certain way. I might look just fine to you. You know, like you could be 120 pounds and somebody thinks like, well, what do you need? And, and you might look just fine, but you know what, if you're more, like if you're comfortable in your skin at 115 pounds, who, who is somebody to tell you that you can't lose another five pounds? Do you know what I mean? Or that you need some help or you need some energy, but we prejudge maybe walking around judging Judy all the time. I mean, you know, even when you try not to, you kind of do. And I think like, you know, I think we just have to be more mindful of it with everything. You know, you don't know who needs to make an extra $500 a month and you don't know who needs to lose an extra five pounds or who maybe wants some different, you know, needs some different makeup or needs some different skincare because their skin already looks good. You know, you don't know. Number five, you have to work on you. I think this is something we all, I I mean, okay, let's pretend. When you first started at network marketing, how many times did you hear personal development? You have to do personal development. Get involved in personal development. I didn't listen. I didn't listen for a really long time. Allie is probably personal development queen out of the three of us. I will say that maybe Allie did listen the first time and she's probably learned a lot more and a lot more about herself than I have, but I finally caught on to it and realized the importance of personal development and working on yourself. But I'm just that weirdo. Like I'm the anomaly where when I am interested in something and when I get excited about something, I just like attack, like I just want all of it. Like I I just become obsessed with whatever it is that I am trying to figure out or learn. I like to take things and analyze them and, and pull the pieces apart and say, you know, I think this is how we could do this better or that better, or I'm going to take this piece and, and use it. And so I'm just the weirdo like that. So I, I did jump into that pretty quickly, but I knew that like in order to grow, I had to get, I had to get better. I had to learn about the industry. I had to be a student. And so that has been a huge part of my journey, but I is something that I wish that I could like beat into my entire organization, not like actually beat them. Well, I mean like maybe some of them need it physically. (laughs) Yeah. Some of them may need it beat into them, but I won't do that. But it's like, how can you expect to help other people be better if you still have all of the, this negativity and this weight on you, not like a physical weight, but a, but a, a, whatever the right word is there, the, like whatever is weighing you down that is, is negative in your life. Like how can you expect to help anybody if you're not at least working through some of that stuff yourself? You know, the like greatest people to help you are the ones that have traveled through what you have been through and in order to get through something you have to work on it they have to get better you have to grow and develop and um yeah i just it, it's something i'm really really passionate about i i love to watch people transform and the way you transform is to to work on yourself and you can't pour from an empty cup you can't help other people if you're running on e Yeah. And taking that time, whatever that looks like to you, for me, it's gym time. Like that is, that is a core necessity 
to my life is going to the gym. I enjoy it. I enjoy my friends. I enjoy my time. I enjoy the mental, like when I get there, it's like the one time I'm not thinking about work or I'm not stressing about drama or I'm not, you know what I mean? Like that's, that's where I clear my headspace. You know, that's, that's my personal development, if you will. Now, obviously I do personal development and I want to be better to help someone else. We are influencers in some way, shape, or form. I don't care if you have a team of one or if you're just getting started in this industry or if you have a following of 100,000 people, you're influencing someone else. I want to influence somebody else to be better than they were yesterday. And in order to do that, I have to fix me to help others fix themselves. I mean, it's like it's like a constant circle of life, right? Like you're, you're watching other people fix themselves. People good or bad, no matter what, your, your vibe vibes off to people. So it's like, you're either going to influence in a positive way or your influence is going to suck. Right. Like, you know, like it's, it's honestly, it's but before network marketing, like, okay, so I don't love to read. Nope. I actually hate it. Um, so I didn't read. And you know, like back then really though, like the whole podcasting and all that, that wasn't really a thing yet. And so reading was, I mean, that's like, you know, all this is, I mean, it is fairly new. And so, you know, getting into network marketing, you know, like you said, Elisa, like you're always hearing personal development, personal development, personal development. And I'm like, why, like what, why, why do I need to like read up all this stuff about how I should be this or should be that, or should be doing this? Or I don't know. It just sounded silly to me until you actually get into the industry. <laughs> and then, you know, kind of like the first thing we said, it's like your sanity. All of a sudden, yeah. All of a sudden you become a counselor, you become a therapist, you become, you become, you become. And like Ali said, then you, you have to be prepared for your friends that. not to accept what you're doing. You have to be prepared yeah. for your family, and, you know, and that all, you, you have to be prepared to fail. You have to be yeah. prepared not to prejudge. And all of this comes from personal development. Yeah. Like, I mean, you can't, like I said, you can't pour from an empty cup, you know, like, all that stuff, you don't realize how much you need somebody to pour into you, whether it comes from a book, comes from a podcast, comes from uh, YouTube videos. I mean, listen, like on days when I'm like, I don't want to do this. I'm like, today sucks. Or your tribe. Yeah, man. And I mean, but you can like sit there and fall in your hole, go in your little black little hole and let yourself sink in or what I do, because this is how I vibe when I'm feeling really like, you know, awful or really struggling with something. Dude, I go onto YouTube and I find the loudest, most obnoxious, motivational, get your ass out of the hole, um, you know, basically um, motivational speaker that I can, and we'll just listen to it and listen to it and listen to it. You know, it's kind of, one of those things when you're sad or you're down or you're struggling, you don't go listen to country music. Sorry, ladies, but uh, I'm just saying. Oh, wait, I do. <laughs> my dog died. My husband left me. <laughs> I don't know. I'm like, I'm shit kicking again today. Like, that's going to make me even sadder. But my point that's is. That's offensive. Like, <laughs> I'm just trying to say. But, you know, like, but you can put on the. And then you're like happy, you know what I mean? That that, that actually doesn't make me feel yes, better. Yes, it does. But as Look, you can see, I, there I are different ways. And you're already smiling. Look, Allie's even laughing. She's doing something different. She's like, "What? Yeah, we're getting it on now. <laughs> this podcast is cracking." See, but you know what I mean? Like, it's the thing. It's with personal de development, all that stuff. Like, you have to feed yourself. You have to. You know, there's going to be days when you're going to be down. There's going to be days where you feel like you're not good enough. There's going to be days when your associates or customers, whoever suck the holy life out of you, there's like blood sucking vampires that will literally drain you. You have got to take care of you. 
because if you don't take care of you, you ain't taking care of anybody. Then your family's going to get left out and neglected. Your team's going to get left out and neglected. You're going to be left out and neglected. So you have to take the time for personal development. And I never, ever, ever, ever knew that when I got into network marketing, that I would be somebody who would be literally searching for that personal development, something to hype me up. It's like your little, you know, hype, hype man, you know? Right. And you have to do that for yourself at some point. So these were our five tips that we wish we would have known getting involved or things that we didn't know and we don't know now. And we hope that you can take those, use them in your business, use them in everyday life. Um, again, whether you've been in the industry for a while or you're looking to build a business, I hope that you know you all took something out of this podcast. Thanks for joining us this week on A3 Life. Make sure to join us on Facebook and Instagram at A, the number three life, Inc. And check out our online shop at A, the number three life dot biz.